Good day, everybody. It's a Christian Democrat coming to you once again. Post daylight savings times. I don't know if I can, if I should do a whole podcast on daylight savings time, or just mention how annoying it is that I'm driving now in the darkness once again after getting right to the daylight, and they take it away from you again, right? Like, like Sisyphus rolling that ball up the hill. You try to get to the daylight, but it just never gets here. So. I guess that's a whole nother podcast, a whole nother issue. But today we're looking at finishing up our little segment on socialism and what we should do with socialism. We talked about kind of some definitions so that people are a little clearer and not mixing ideas. We've talked about some of the reasons people don't like socialism and why those reasons don't hold water. Uh, today, what do we do about that socialism? And I'm, I'm going to start with you know, kind of one of my last points from the last podcast of saying we already use a lot of socialism in this country. Uh, another area that, that uses socialism, we, I talked about roads and, and police, the military, uh, would be subsidies, particularly to people like farmers or new businesses get to get tax credits. Those are all kinds of socialistic programs. People seem to be pretty okay with that, particularly farmers. And I, I think that's really good policy to help your farmers make sure that they're able to succeed. But it's socialistic, it's not capitalistic. Capitalistic would just be like, well, the market would take care of itself. Well, we don't want the market to take care of itself. We want to be able to eat food. So we want to make sure we, we support the farmers. So we do already use a lot of socialism. The president himself, he started some trade wars with some countries. It started putting tariffs on things. Now, whether you, you could agree or disagree with him on that, that's not capitalistic policy. That's so, even though the president says this will never be a socialistic country, he's using socialism to achieve uh, a better trade deal, I guess, with China. Uh, I guess is what he's trying to achieve. Whether he gets that or not, or whether that happens, we'll see. But certainly, that's not a capitalistic pro- process. Uh, that, that, that's socialism. So we can already see some socialism at work in our country along with capitalism, it's clear we, we're, we still have a lot of capitalism. And I think what we want to do going forward is just say that there should be a mix of the two. Both systems are good. I actually like capitalism, believe it or not, I've got three sessions here on socialism. I like capitalism better. But it's not to say that socialism doesn't have a lot of good things to offer too, and there's times when socialism is better than capitalism. And you just have to... Be aware of the situation that you're in and, and see which system will work better. We, 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 they, they paint this, this picture of it's got to be capitalism or it's got to be socialism. And one is good and one is evil. And depending if you're on the left or right, that's which side you're on. But it's not really that, that way. The economy is actually a mix of both. And, and there's times capitalism works better. You go with that. There's times socialism works better. And you go with that. Again, this is kind of a red herring argument that they use to divide people. Kind of not like a wedge issue. That I talked about in a previous podcast. So instead of, of being a little bit more forthright and thoughtful about the matter, they, they just use it to spur up support for whichever side that they're on. So let's take a look at you know each side, the each system, which what are the benefits and, and the drawbacks from each side. So again, if you look at capitalism, obviously the ability to motivate people intrinsically to just go out do well in the marketplace, be able to earn a good living, be able to make money, uh, be able to compete. The idea that that free market would, would take care of poor performance, reward good performance inherently. Those are all really good things. The, the drawback with capitalism 
is that there are going to be winners and losers. And then those winners, as they win, tend to go in and make sure the market's not free so much anymore and make sure that they're the only winners that get to be in there and, and you lose the ability for the capitalism to work, okay, over time. I, I just read an article about eyeglasses and how it, there is essentially a, a monopoly in this country on eyeglasses. Every eyeglass store that you see is owned by the same company. Whether you go to Target or Sears or Lens Crafters or Dr. Tavels or wherever, whoever that is, whoever company you're going to, they're all owned by the same people. The same people have just bought out everybody, okay? And, and they, they estimate that the best set of eyeglasses, you know, the, the top end, the top of the line, the best you can buy, only costs about $20 to manufacture lens and frames. And they will charge you, you know, upwards of $500, approaching $1,000 for the pair of glasses that are on the top end, even though they only cost $20 to make. And if you're, if you're buying a lower end pair of glasses, maybe it costs $10 to make. Okay, this is capitalism at the end when it's no longer working. That the prices, there's, there's no free market left. Right, if capitalism work, it's gotta have a free market, but in the case of eyeglasses, there is no free market. Nobody's ringing any warning bells about this, by the way. Maybe it's because, like me, nobody knew it. They, they disguise the fact that there's only one company by, by having several different names out there and several different types of stores. But the reality is that it's only one company and it's a pure monopoly, and they're just setting the prices to whatever they want, right? They don't have to obey the market and people are gonna buy these eyeglasses. So, capitalism is good, but it has its drawbacks. Socialism, the good thing about socialism is it's really working for the good of the, the people and the economy and the country. You're, you're implementing ideas like farm subsidies that will benefit both farmers, but the whole country. Problem with socialism is that it's hard to know what the right policies are to implement. Even if you know what you need to do, it's hard to make that happen and sit in an office somewhere, even with the best minds in the world, and come up with a plan that will actually be effective in the long term. Okay. It's just very challenging to do that, and time and time again, history has shown socialistic countries have struggled, that people have gained power, and they, they take it, and as they use it, there's unintended consequences to the policies they're making. There's of course always the, the influence of corruption and when that creeps in that makes it so that they're no longer focused on the good of the people but just the good of themselves so you end up with a situation like Venezuela all over again so both sides have their pros and cons but when I look at a particular issue like healthcare, I think that'll be my next little mini-series on healthcare. I think it's time to go to a socialistic system a single-payer system you look at capitalism is no longer working in the healthcare field. There's no longer a free market. And part of the reason there's no longer a free market is, is the inherent nature of healthcare. Like you have to buy healthcare, right? You have to go to the doctor if you want to live. Uh, uh, gasoline, if, if you raise gas prices too high, people will start walking. People will start riding bikes. People will take fewer trips you will decrease your consumption of, of gasoline because it's not a product that you really have to have. There's a certain amount that most people are going to need, but you can certainly regulate that by the choices that you make. And you will, if they raise the prices too high, you will stop using as much gasoline. 
Healthcare's not that way. If you're sick, you need medicine. You're gonna buy it. If it's $5 a bottle, $5,000 a bottle. You know, if the doctor costs a $20 copay or it costs $2,000 to go to, you're gonna pay it because you're sick and you need to get well. So it's not really a free market. It's a market where they well understand that the patient has to have in order to be healthy. So that's an issue where I, I think the capitalism doesn't work so well in the healthcare industry. Uh, obviously the other part will be the, ins- the whole insurance industry in, in, in healthcare has made it so that you're not dealing directly with the hospital anymore. Now you have this insurance company who has its own agenda of trying to make money. And you, again, you don't have a free market going on. You, you're restricted in what you can do by this, what this insurance company tells you you can do. And their, their choices are based on making money for themselves. So in doing that, the prices go through the roof crazy because the insurance company has to make money. The hospitals have to make money. The doctors have to make money. The nurses have to make money. You know, there's so many people in the chain now that are trying to get money out of you and they know they can get it, right? They know they're able to charge whatever they want because you're going to pay it because you're sick and you need to get better. So I think capitalism used to be okay in the healthcare industry when it was a simpler time, but now with all the complexities, the only people that can make healthcare system work more efficiently for people is the government. And that's going to be a socialistic policy where we have a single-payer system. So I think that's a prime example where capitalism has come to its end and you're going to have to work with socialism. That doesn't mean you can't use capitalistic processes. I would actually encourage that. Within the socialistic framework, you're going to try to save you know, the hospitals, but go ahead and keep some capitalistic processes. Patients should still have to pay part of their procedure costs, right? Because then that discourages them from doing anything that they don't need to do. It's, you know, if you give them free everything, then they'll take all the uh, patient care that they can get. But if you charge them something for everything, then they say, well, I'm only going to take what I need because it's going to cost me. So you can still work capitalistic free market principles within a socialistic framework to try to make it the whole system better and that's that's what we need to do so um, in summary today you know looking at socialism looking at capitalism it's complex and you you pick the system that you think is going to do better for that given situation knowing that capitalism is good socialism is good capitalism has some fatal flaws socialism has some fatal flaws so you're going to use capitalism where it works and where it's effective until it runs its course and it no longer is a free market and if you can't reset the market if you can't get it to a place where the capitalism can work again you go to socialism and that's okay because socialism can work well too and you put some safeguards in place to make sure that there's not corruption to make sure that there's uh, checks on your policy so that you know if they're working or not effective or not so you can change them but the measurements on these on these policies and you go with that so that being said you know we have this, this constant debate whether socialism is good or capitalism is good and and from the christian perspective either system can be good either system can be beneficial either system can also be harmful or negative and we have to we need wisdom to know the difference you know that christ is our lord as a christian and we follow him we can work in any system 
Okay, we can even work in, I mean, there's, there's still Christians in communist countries where, you know, Christianity is outlawed. Any system a, a Christian can work and thrive in because they're following a different Lord, not an economic Lord, but the true risen Savior. So, next time I'll dive a little deeper into healthcare and seeing maybe what we can, what kind of socialistic policies might help us with healthcare and what we need to do, what some of the problems are, because that seems to be one of the top issues for everyone, and it seems to be something that our legislators can't really figure out how to fix. So, I'll take a look at that from a biblical perspective, and thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. Like this podcast if you're able. Spread the word, Christian Democrat. And I will see you next time. I'm out.